Letter twenty three of Clarissa Harlowe, Volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Clarissa Harlowe, Volume three, by Samuel Richardson. Chapter twenty three. Mr. Lovelace to John Belford, Esquire. Friday, April 14th. Never did I hear of such a parcel of foolish toads as these Harlows. Why, Belford, the lady must fall, if every hair of her head were a guardian angel, unless they were to make a visible appearance for her, or snatching her from me at unawares, would draw her after them into the starry regions. All I had to apprehend was that a daughter, so reluctantly carried off, would offer terms to her father, and would be accepted upon a mutual concedence. They to give up Solmes, she to give up me. And so I was contriving to do all I could to guard against the latter. But they seem resolved to perfect the work they have begun. What stupid creatures are there in the world? This foolish brother not to know— that he who would be bribed to undertake a base thing by one would be over-bribed to retort the baseness, especially when he could be put into the way to serve himself by both. Thou, Jack, wilt never know one half of my contrivances. To what a capacity for glorious mischief has thy friend! Yet how near the truth all of it! The only derivation, my asserting that the fellow made the noises by mistake, and through fright, and not by previous direction. Had she known the precise truth, her anger, to be so taken in, would never have let her forgive me. Had I been a military hero, I should have made gunpowder useless, for I should have blown up all my adversaries by dint of stratagem, turning their own devices upon them. But these fathers and mothers, Lord, help them, were not the powers of nature stronger than those of discretion, and were not that busy dia bona to afford her genial aids, till tardy prudence qualified parents to manage their future offspring, how few people would have children. James and Arabella may have their motives, but what can be said for a father, acting as this father has acted? What for a mother? What for an aunt? What for uncles? Who can have patience with such fellows and fellowesses? Soon will the fair one hear how high their foolish resentments run against her. And then will she, it is to be hoped, have a little more confidence in me. Then will I be jealous that she loves me not with the preference my heart builds upon. Then will I bring her to confessions of grateful love, and then will I kiss her when I please, and not stand trembling as now, like a hungry hound who sees a delicious morsel within his reach, the froth hanging upon his vermilion jaws, yet dares not leap at it for his life. But I was originally a bashful mortal, Indeed, I am bashful still with regard to this lady. Bashful yet know the sex so well. But that indeed is the reason that I know it so well. 
for jack i have had abundant cause when i have looked into myself by way of comparison with the other sex to conclude that a bashful man has a good deal of the soul of a woman and so like Tiresias, i can tell what they think and what they drive at as well as themselves the modest ones and i particularly are pretty much upon a par the difference between us is only what they think i act but the immodest ones outdo the worst of us by a bar's length both in thinking and acting one argument let me plead in proof of my assertion that even we rakes love modesty in a woman while the modest woman as they are accounted that is to say the slyest love and generally prefer an impudent man whence can this be but from a likeness in nature and this made the poet say that ever woman is a rake in her heart it concerns them by their actions to prove the contrary if they can thus have i read in some of the philosophers that no wickedness is comparable to the wickedness of a woman canst thou tell me jack who says this was it uh, socrates for he had the devil of a wife or who or is it solomon king solomon thou rememberest to have read of such a king dost thou not solomon i learned in my infant state my mother was a good woman to answer when asked who was the wisest man but my indulgent questioner never asked me how he came by the uninspired part of his wisdom come come jack you and i are not so very bad could we but stop where we are End of letter twenty three